Discover personally how the word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Our God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. We thank God for today. Amen. Um, once again, I welcome all of you to today's service. Amen. Last week, we looked at the qualities of a, uh, of a church worker. Amen. So I said in the church, there are three groups of people. All of us, we are members of the church. And out of the members, we have pastors, uh, workers, amen. amen. And out of the workers, we have what? Pastors, because the pastor is also what? A worker, amen. amen. So, must we say we have the set and we have the sub what? Set. We will make a circle and do another two circles within what? The circle, amen. amen. So, today we are going to look at the qualification of a pastor. Now, this subject is very important, extremely important, because now you hear people talking about pastors, pastors, pastors. Mm. Uh, if the world is talking about pastors, pastors, we don't have a problem. They are the world. They don't know anything. Yeah. But if Christians are talking and complaining about pastors, then especially if the Christian claim he or she is mature, then you have a problem, because you must know who a pastor is mm -hmm. as a Christian. Why? Especially not as a beginner, but as a matured Christian. Because the Bible states who a pastor is. And Jesus was clear. The Bible is clear that there will be a lot of false pastors. Matter of fact, according to the Bible, from now to Christ come, the level, the number of false pastors will increase. Because the Bible says in the last day, there will be a rise of what? False what? Pastors and what? Prophets. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So if anything, we are going to see more. Amen. But to know the original from the fake, you can't study the fake to know the fake. When you study the fake, when you even see the original, you wouldn't know it. The only way is to know the original. When you know the original, any fake, you will identify it. Because we have different types and kinds of what? fake amen so one one note one of the ways that you will know that this is not a man of god that this person who say he or she's a servant of god or a pastor is not uh, or he or she has backslidden or god has rejected him because yes god does reject his pastors the bible says he said have rejected Saul, have rejected him amen he, he he does that. Amen. Amen. Uh, to know is also to know the qualities. Or I prefer the word qualification because we are to have that to qualify us as pastors. Now, the call is you don't need a qualification to be called. The, gift, the call you are called is grace. It's not because you matter. But once you are called, you need to prepare yourself to qualify in order to be chosen 
and to remain what? Chosen. Amen. So, this will help us to know who a pastor is and who a pastor is not. It, this, many people have said this to me. And even this Thursday, Jesus Dancer campaign, they said to me, a lady came to our table. And when the lady found out that I was a... Okay, this is how I started. She started talking that pastors don't go for evangelism. That is the members that, go, that goes. And when she found out that I was a pastor, she couldn't believe, she couldn't accept me as a pastor. Because why? Because I'm evangelizing. Because ah, as far as she's concerned, pastors do not what? Evangelize. Pastors are wherever and they send what? The members to evangelize. You see, but that is rather abnormal. It's rather abnormal for a pastor not to be evangelizing. But now, the, the abnormal looks normal. And the normal rather looks what? Abnormal. What is the work of a pastor? To win souls. How do you win souls? By evangelizing. All the prayer, all the preaching, all the Bible study is to win souls. Is to teach them. Is to train them. How will you, if you don't go, how will they? How will you find the source? How will you meet them? Amen. So I'm just saying, there are things we don't know, so the abnormal has become normal to us. So we are in time that we must know, not just who a pastor is. Today we are not going to look at who a pastor is. But now, today we are just going to look at the qualification. But this will help you. And it also make you understand a pastor. Because sometimes people come to pastors and you could see like, they come to magician. They want a magician, but they come to a pastor. Because all they are demanding is magic. Mm. But if you know where a pastor is, you don't go to a pastor and demand magic. Mm. Sometimes people come to a pastor and it's like, you could see that they just want you to be a secular counselor. Then you didn't know, you didn't know, you didn't need to come to a pastor. Because a pastor is not a secular what? Counselor. Mm. Amen. So this will also help us to understand who qualifies and who don't qualify, so that you will choose well, so that you will help people, so that you, even so God have called you to become a pastor, or you desire to be a pastor, or in the name of Jesus, you are appointed as a pastor, you make sure you meet this qualification. Amen. Amen. If, we, we, if, we, if we, as a church and Christians, if we demand this, the quality and standard of pastors will go high, and pastors will be pastors. The reason why we don't see many miracles, many signs and wonders is many pastors are not pastors. They are not. So if they are not pastors, the work of a pastor will not be shown in what? Their life. Praise the Lord. If one is not an electrician and he claims that he's an electrician and you give him electrical job, he can't do it. Amen. I remember... A very long time ago, I saw an advert at Clapham, and they were looking for someone to work in a bakery. So I went for the interview. Then they said, do you know how to roll bread? When I was going, I was thinking something like Greg's, isn't it? Yeah. They bring a store, you just open the oven and put it in, and timer, and you move it. But the, the, the gentleman asked me, is an interview? I said, yes, I do. I've done it before. <laughs> Then he brought a piece of dough round, gave it to me that as she wrote bread. I've never done it before. I've never seen it done before. Hey! So I did something and I, I did it and I just put it down. It's okay, okay. We'll call you. We'll hear from her. No call, nothing. 
<laughs> Amen. I'm sure he just knew that I don't know anything. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, because whatever you are, every work has its fruit. So, if you are a pastor, we must see the fruit of a pastor. And many pastors, we don't see fruit, so they are not pastors. Amen. The father one is called a pastor, doesn't make him or her what? A pastor. It is when the person is what? A pastor. Amen. So, we are going to look at the qualities, or I prefer the word qualification, that a pastor must have. It is important that we all meet this qualification that no matter where we are we upgrade ourselves and we challenge ourselves in the name of the lord by the help of the spirit to be there other than that we won't be what we are meant to be how come how come of course i'm not talking about fake pastors there are a lot of fake pastors so if you're a christian and you talk against pastors or regarding pastors because of faith, fake pastors, you have failed. So I'm not talking about fake pastors. But how come that a pastor, a true pastor's lifestyle will be a hindrance mm -hmm. to a worldly person? It should never be. It should be called even the ordinary Christian lifestyle shouldn't be a hindrance mm -hmm. to a worldly person. So if a pastor lifestyle raises question then we are far from what a pastor is supposed to be. But if we look at these qualities and we begin to obey it and we begin to demand it, because listen, even if we demand it, eh, they will give. If we don't demand it, they will give. If we demand what the Bible says, it will be difficult for fake pastors and prophets to operate. Because many a time we don't demand it, what the Bible says, we demand what we want. That's why they are able to what? Operate. Amen. So we look at this. Amen. But before we look at this, let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Before we look at the quality, there are a few scriptures I want us to look at. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. We are going to look at the qualification of a pastor. But before we begin to look at the qualification, look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. First Timothy chapter three verse one. Mm -hmm. Here is a trustworthy saying: Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Amen. Amen. Overseer. The word is episcop. So overseer means pastor, mm -hmm. one who pastors a church, oversees a church. Amen. Mm -hmm. So he said, anyone who desires to be an overseer desires a noble what? Task. task. Anyone who desires to be a pastor desires a noble task. So I'm just reading this to let you know. If you desire to be a pastor, if your desire is to be a pastor, or you've been called to be a pastor, it is a noble word. Tax. It's a yeah. good thing. So be happy about it. Don't, it's not scary. Be happy. Amen. Amen. Be happy about it. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. Now, the reason why I want us to read Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4 to 5 is for you to understand that you cannot call yourself a pastor and you become a pastor. You cannot ordain yourself as a pastor and you become a pastor. Or because you desire to be a pastor, you say you're a pastor. Or because you've been in the church for a long time, you claim you say you're a pastor. No, it doesn't work. You only become a pastor when you are given by the Lord or through the Lord. You cannot say you're a pastor. The fact that you've been a Christian in the church for 45 years doesn't make you a pastor. The fact that you pray four hours, you fast 40 days, does not qualify you as a pastor. 
the pastor is an office that is giving. It is giving. Amen. You cannot acquire it. You can go to Bible school, which is a very good thing, but finishing Bible school doesn't make you a pastor. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. Amen. 4 to 5. Amen. Hebrews 5, verse 4 to 5. Mm -hmm. And no one take, takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when, when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. So he said, No one takes this honor by himself unless it has been given to him just like it was given to Aaron. Aaron was the first priest yeah. and God called Aaron Friday we did the call so that he called him what as a priest. Mm -hmm. So you the priest is the pastor. Yeah. You know Moses was a prophet, Aaron was a priest. The priest is the pastor. So you cannot say you are a pastor because of whatever it is until you have been it has been given to you until God has called you or unto God in the name of Jesus, by God, a, a, a man, a man of God, a, which is a, a pastor, appoint you as a pastor for God. You, you understand? So you cannot take this honor. You understand? Mm. The fact that you've been in the hospital for 25 years and you've been working for 25 years as a nurse does not qualify you to be a doctor. Mm. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. The father, you see the doctors come and go and you know you work at the pharmacist doesn't qualify you to be a doctor. Yeah. Please, you understand? Yeah. So I'm just showing this to say the pastor is a pastor. So when you read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 12, uh, it shows that it says Christ himself gave this gift to men. Gave this gift to men. Mm. He gave this gift to men. So it's a gift. So if that's why... If you are not giving, you don't have it. Mm. You wouldn't have it. You can call yourself a pastor. The words of a pastor will follow you. Mm. you your life will be tormented. You can't. It's, it's a gift. It is a call. It is giving. Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 12. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians 4 mm -hmm. 11 to 12. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for work of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Amen. So Christ himself gave what? The apostles. Apostles gave the pastors. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the pastor is an important person. Amen. Amen. And anything that is important needs special qualification. Yeah. yeah. So you cannot be a pastor in the sense of a pastor. You are not ordinary. So you cannot be ordinary. Mm -hmm. So you need your qualification is also not ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And this scripture, Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12, clearly separates a pastor from the saint. Mm. He said he gave them apostles, pastors, to equip what? Yes. The saint. The saint are the body of Christ. Mm. So it means that the pastor has been given special office, mm. special gift, special mm. grace, mm. special ability to be able to equip a Christian. Mm. Why the Christian, you don't have that. Amen. Do, do you understand? Yeah. The saints are true Christians. So he did, so there's clear difference between a pastor and what? A saint. One of the problems we are having in the church now is many Christians do not hold and value a pastor as a pastor. They don't receive a pastor as a pastor. They think the pastor 
in the sense of God, is their co-equal, is their equal. Jesus said it. He said, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet what? reward. If you receive a, a, a righteous man in the name of a righteous person, you receive a righteous what? man's what? reward. So, if you receive a pastor in the name, in the means the office of a pastor, you receive a pastor's what? reward. Meaning there are things that to you receive a man, a person, a pastor as a pastor, it will not come to you. It doesn't matter how long you know God, how matured you are, if you are not a pastor, you are not a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But the reason why I'm saying this is also to say that so you, the pastor, or the pastor to be, or you, the member, must know that there are special qualifications and standards that this pastor must meet. The pastor, in that sense of the church, is not ordinary as a saint. So if you say, oh, uh, no man is perfect, the pastor is also a man, a, a human being. Of course we know, but he's a pastor. He cannot be like a saint. I don't rely on the saint to teach me. I don't rely on the saint to counsel me. But I rely on you, to, you the pastor, to teach me, to counsel me. So I expect something higher from me than I expect from my fellow Christian. So you can't tell me that, that we are all humans, we all have problems, we all have mistakes. Then sort it out because there is a qualification. Praise the Lord Jesus. So look at, let's read Philippians chapter 1 verse 1. Clearly, in Philippians, uh, sorry, in, yeah, in Philippians chapter 1 verse 1, okay. Clearly there you see that in the church there were pastors and there were saints and there were also workers in it. Please read it for us. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 1 verse 1. Mm -hmm. To all God's holy people, mm -hmm. sorry, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, mm -hmm. together with the overseers and deacons. Amen. So you see that he was speaking to the church, so he addressed the church to all God's people, to the members, to what? The overseer, which is the pastors, mm -hmm. and to the deacon. I did explain last week that the deacon means servant, which is yes. what? Workers. So in the church, there are pastors and they are what? Servant and they are what? The saints. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Before God in the church, in the kingdom for God, they all are at different levels with different rules. Last week we read that those who serve must be given what? High what? Honor must be holding what? Higher what? Regards. Amen. Amen. So this scripture is just to let us know that listen, the pastor is a great thing. He's a great person. Don't speak against pastors. If you speak against pastors as a Christian, you have failed. And the word you have failed, I've used the best word. The word itself I want to use, I don't want to use it. You have failed. Because listen, you are, when it's just like speaking, when you speak against pastors, it's just like speaking against men and women. You see, if you speak against women, have you not failed? Women are bitches. Women are prostitutes. And it's... Is every woman a prostitute? Yeah. Is every, so if you say pastors are this, pastors are this, you are doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah say this pastor I know, yeah. or that pastor is fair enough. But don't say pastors, pastors this day. How many pastors do you know? The pastors you know are less than less than 0.001% of the pastors even in your town oh. or in the world. So whatever you say, pastors, pastors, you have failed. You are, you are just saying, you are just like saying, men, 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 men these days. Mm. They are good men. Mm. I met the woman Jesus Dancer campaign 
two years. They had uh, last not last two weeks. And listen, when I met the woman, we were just talking. The woman was happy we we're there. She's a Christian. Then all of a sudden, she said, Oh, her husband is dead. She spoke about her husband and said the husband just died. When I asked how long, the husband died two years ago. But she spoke about the husband that they had, like the husband just died. And the woman said, Listen, my husband is the best ever person. The woman started telling us, Oh, Star Dress was there, other people were there. How good the husband is, how even all her children up to now, up to now, her last born, her last born is a physician. Uh, he has to, one is an engineer, one is, I think, architect. And he was saying how all his children up now, they still miss their father. So they are good men. They are good women. So don't talk about men like every man is a fool. If you, the men you dealt with are fool, matter of fact, what is in you that causes you to choose foolish men? Yeah, if the pastors you dealt with are wicked and foolish and they are bad pastors, examine yourself because you choose according to what is in your eye and how your brain works. So you are the problem, but there are good pastors. So never, ever, ever say pastors. Say this pastor, be specific. Amen. Because other than that, you are cursing yourself. The same thing that God is going to use to give to you, you are bringing it down. You are slandering it. And slandering is one of the greatest sins. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So all I'm trying to say is that the pastor is a great person in the kingdom of God. There are only five offices. And I know they take the pastor for granted. But believe me, the pastor is the greatest among the five. Believe me, the five offices is apostle, teachers, evangelists, pastors, prophets. A prophet can be a pastor. An evangelist can be a pastor. An apostle can be a pastor. A teacher can be a pastor. But there are prophets who are just prophets. And the evangelists who are just evangelists. A pastor can be a teacher. A pastor can be a prophet. And there are pastors that are just pastors. As we are doing the call, I will show you, see that you can have different things. But a pastor, when he comes to the church, you see, it's a pastor. The difference between a pastor and a prophet, a pastor and a teacher, a pastor and evangelist, a pastor, and uh, what's the last one? An apostle is that a pastor shepherds the church. He looks simple, except he's not a pastor. <coughs> He just have the title. But if he's been called by God as a pastor, he's, he's with you, talking like normal, like he's nothing. But you see, the grace, the anointing of the pastor, you have no idea. I've seen people who go to, they are being shepherded by prophets. They are not pastors. They are just prophets. So their life is in a mess because a prophet cannot lead. A prophet is not meant. The prophetic office doesn't lead people. He rather restrain people. It is the pastor, the shepherd, he leads people. The evangelist office doesn't lead people. He speaks like everybody is a sinner. He speaks like because you have the party, you are going to hell. They can't lead people. They are always there, repent, repent. Okay, we've repented. We've repented. What again? You see? But the pastor, the pastor, as if he's nobody, as if he has no power, is in your baby ceremony. You call him anytime. But he's the key. He's the shepherd. 
he's the shepherd. The apostle makes all the form. Sometimes you pray like a prophet, like a teacher. He teaches like a pastor. Because the apostle grace is to be able to start from the scratch. That's to start things for God. So he operates in all the fourfold ministry. But one of the office that people take for granted the most, and people speak against and look down on, is the pastoral office. And I'm telling you, the pastor is the most important than all. Did you notice right from the beginning, it was just a prophet and a pastor? The priest and the prophet. Even Jesus, there are times when he healed people, he asked them to go to the priest. When Saul spoke to the priest, the pastor, roughly, and they told him, don't you know he's the high priest? He said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. If I knew, I wouldn't have said this to you. Mm. Yeah. So don't take the pastor for granted. Amen. Amen. But the topic today is not to tell you about the pastor, but to tell you about the qualities. So that when you know these qualities, you will not mix pastors. Because it is an error, and it is sin, and it is blasphemy mm. when... You speak about good people. You speak evil against people because of the other evil people. Because I come and I speak against my wife that you are, you are I speak against her that you are hopeless, everything, because I've seen a woman committing fornication. Am I right or wrong? Am I wise or foolish? Because I see my neighbor committing adultery, so I begin to suspect my wife and begin to put my guide on Am I not foolish? It's the same when we speak about pastors or we, we act to a pastor because of others. You judge people as individual by their action, yeah. not as what you think or what you have experienced. Yeah. Because they are good people, just as they are bad people. Yeah. They are selfish people, just as they are selfless people. Yeah. Deal with people on individual basis. Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. He never said you know them by the fruit of others. Let's read, in fact, let's read this. I didn't tell for us. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. He was talking about false pastors, false prophets. And he said, you know them, you know the person by the person's fruit. He went on to say that a good fruit um, tree cannot bear what? A, 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 a bad tree. So he didn't say you know them by others. How can you know a mango tree by the apple tree? A mango tree? No. Amen. Let's read it, please. Matthew 7, 16. 16. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. Mm -hmm. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Yeah. Amen. So by their fruit you recognize. So you recognize a person by the person himself, not by other trees' fruits. You cannot go to fig trees and pick figs and come to me. That uh, 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 was it a uh, grapes and say so you are grapes because you've seen the other one coming out with figs. No, judge me the tree by the fruit I have. So do the same and you'll be blessed. Come many times, you see, as you speak regarding pastors and against them, they don't hear what you are saying. Whatever you say, they will never hear it. So it will have no effect on them. But if anything, you are cursing yourself. What if what you are saying is not like that? You are piling up things. This is not scripture. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through me now. Like the next thing I'm going to say, start the qualities. But he has come on me. I don't know for whatever reason. It means this is alarming. It means we have to be careful about this. How can you speak against... Imagine, I always come to my father and I tell him, fathers are pedophile. Fathers, fathers are wicked. 
to my father, what do I mean? Is it right? No. We have good fathers. We have fathers that have sacrificed for their children. We have fathers that have lived for their children. We have fathers that have looked after their children all the way to that day their children finally was able to stay before they turned their back. So when you say fathers are, fathers are, no, you have a problem. You are cursing yourself. You are lying because it's not true. The father one or two, many of the things they say, Christ, because of a video someone sent you, taken out of context, twisted, because of you, your, your small experience, which is less than 0.00001% of the experiences of the world. Amen. Amen. God bless you. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 7. Now we are going to look at the qualities of a pastor. Now, do we notice or do we remember last week when we were looking at the qualities of church workers, we read First Timothy chapter 1 verse 8. Just read the 8 for me. So you see that First Timothy chapter 1 verse 8, it gave us the quality of workers. Just read it for me. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 8. Mm -hmm. three. Verse th sorry, 3 verse 8. Yeah, first Timothy 3 verse 8. Yes. The same way deacons are to be workers. Amen. So I did explain that deacons yeah. means workers. So yeah. he gave the qualities. But before he gave the qualities of deacons, he gave the qualities of pastors. Mm -hmm. So note, a pastor must qualify for all the qualities of a deacon. Amen. Because the pastor is also a worker. Amen. So this is a pastor. So we are not going to go back for the qualification for workers. We are building on it. So a pastor, you already have the qualification of a worker. So this qualification is in addition. Please, do you understand? Yeah. If you want to be a pastor, so this doesn't nullify or it's not different from the qualification of a workers. Before you go to secondary school, you must first of all pass the primary school exams. So when we are talking about the qualification for secondary school, we are assuming that you are already done with the primary school. Because we all know without primary, you can't go to a secondary. So this is a built on. So anything is that is required of a member, because the members are the first, is also required of a pastor. And anything that is required of workers is also required of a pastor. And we have things that is only required of a pastor. Because of their office. You see, when I'm working now, as I now, I don't need a bodyguard. But Boris Johnson needs a bodyguard. Matter of fact, if we don't give him a bodyguard, we are not being wise. Because anybody from any nation can kill him. He's our head. His decisions. Don't you realize his decision affects his decision have a direct effect? Exactly. So that's how important he is. So we must protect him and guide him. That is why there are things that I can do if I wasn't a pastor and nobody would be mine. But if you do, we say resign. Because he's tough there. So it's the same with a pastor. Amen. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 7. So we are looking at the qualification for a pastor. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Amen. So the word overseer means a pastor. A pastor overseer means you oversee a church. You mm. pastors a church. You shepherd a church. Mm. You oversee a church. You are responsible for that church, that congregation. Mm. Uh -huh. So this is not a deacon. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
Now the overseer is to be above reproach, mm -hmm. faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? Mm -hmm. He must be a recent convert. He must not. Please. He must not. Sorry. He must not. Sorry. He must not be a recent convert. Or he may become conceited and fall under same judgment as the devil. Mm -hmm. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Amen. 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 So this is what the qualification for what of a pastor it is clear that you see and overseer other versions use the word bishop but it's the same thing overseer amen he said he must be without reproach meaning he must be blameless so if you're a pastor you have to be blameless i didn't say it's the bible we shouldn't be able to blame you that you have stolen money that you are praying on the girls we shouldn't be able to blame you that you are jealous or envious or you're gossip. You even Christians are blameless. We shouldn't be able to say you're an accuser. The Bible says you must be blameless. You must be what? Blameless. So you cannot be a pastor and say, you know, this is my weakness. My weakness is women. You are not even a Christian, you are living in sin. You must be blameless. So you, you, you can't say, oh, this is how I am. No, you must work on it because you are to be what? Blameless. I like the, I like the, uh, the reproach, meaning you must, nobody must be able to say, because of this you've done, you are this. That is, you, you, there mustn't be reproach. Nobody must be able to point that because of this, you did this, so this. Because listen, you are pastoring. A lot of people are looking at you. People who are more educated more than you, people who are older more than you, people who are wiser more than you, people who are younger more than you, people, all sorts of people, poorer more than you, people who are richer more than you, they are all looking up to you for spiritual guidance. Yeah. So you must be without reproach. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a joke thing. Yeah. People bring their entire family to sit, to listen to you. Yeah. So you must be without reproach. So if you're a church to an but anyway, that's I'm not. I don't want to go there. You must be without reproach. So if those of you pointing fingers or you see pastor with reproach, the Bible says that is not a qualification. Mm -hmm. So if that what does that mean? The person is disqualified or never met the qualification. Note the call is not the commission. Yeah. Many are called, but few are chosen. So many are called to be pastor, yeah. but few make it. Yeah. Yeah. So it says you are to be what blameless. Yeah. A pastor must have one wife. You cannot marry two. One wife, of course, you know, even a Christian is supposed to have not commit adultery. Mm. One wife. And he said, a pastor must be what? Vigilant. Yes. Didn't he say that? Yes. Vigilant means temperate. Mm. So you cannot be reckless. Mm. The fact that you're a pastor doesn't mean saying yes to everything. Yeah. You must be vigilant. Yes. Vigilante. You must examine things. You must be careful. A lot of wisdom. Take wisdom to be vigilant. Mm. Because all sorts of manner and kind of people come to you with different motives. Yeah. 
The enemy uses people. So being Mr. Nice Man will not make you vigilant. Saying yes to everything as a pastor is a weakness. A pastor must do what? Self-control, meaning sober. You must be self-controlled. That's why you cannot be a pastor and be living in sin. When you are living in sin, means you have no self-control. You want to drink, you drink. You see a woman, she's beautiful, you like her, so you know. You must have self-control. You're offended, so you talk. No. Because you are going to work with people. You are going to work. You see, people are like fish. You know fish, how fish are. You know, the ministry, a pastor, your work is you are fishing for soul. Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of what? Men. And you know, we have different kinds of fish. We have fish that you, when you hold them, you can't. They will strike and we have those that when you hold them gentle. We have those that you don't even need to scrape the skin. We have those that you need to scrape the skin. We have fish that literally don't have bones. Just one. And we have fish that are full of bones. That's how human beings are. They are different kinds. But they are all people of God. They've all come for you to shepherd. The Bible says in the sheep food, they are good as well as what? Sheep. It's easier to lead the sheep very difficult to lead the goats. Mm. So it said because of that, it said you have to be what? Temperate. Mm. It's a quality. You can't say, me, I don't have time for people. You cannot finish church and Sunday say, I have to go. No, you have to be there. Some people want to talk to you. Some people are even bored. They become born again. So they've detached from their worthy friends. Now they are lonely. You are the person. Yeah. You must sit down. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And he went on to say what again? Respectful. A pastor must be respectful. Now, respect is not giving. Respect is gained. And it is very difficult to gain respect as compared to how it is very, very easy to lose respect. So, a pastor, wherever community you are, based on your talking, your dressing, your everything, you must make sure that you gain respect. You can't demand respect. When you know, it is a pastor must be respected. No. Say a must pastor must be what respectful. respectful, meaning you must live a way that you'll be respected. Mm. Imagine you're a pastor and you are borrowing money from everybody, mm. you will lose your respect. You lose so that you are preaching to people, and almost every line you owe somebody. <laughs> Imagine you're a pastor, you don't dress right, your, your, your dress looks shabby, you lose your respect. You talk anyhow, treat people anyhow. You, when people call you, don't pick the call. There's nothing wrong. Because maybe you are bad for you, are praying, or even you are asleep, or you are eating. There's nothing wrong. But you never return the call. That's disrespectful. Because even if your children call you, your children, you call and find out why they called you. You see, you lose the respect. So a pastor must be what? Respectful. That's why, you see, in the Bible school, or in the circles of, we teach ethics. We have pastoral ethics. Things we do and things we don't do as pastors. Because it is easier to lose respect than to gain. Many pastors don't have ethics. They don't have ethics. They cross the line. Because when you cross the line, you lose your respect. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. And he went on to say, Another word for respect is good behavior. Other version use good behavior. A pastor must be hospitable. So you cannot be a pastor and say, as for you, you don't like people. No. What is hospitable? You receive people. You entertain people. If you're a pastor, people will stay in your house. 
people come in your house. You cannot say I'm a pastor and from 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, no one calls me. No. Have you seen a doctor who says from 10 o'clock, they don't call me? Every doctor is always, even their day of their standby for emergency. This corona, didn't we even see all retired doctors being called back? So and hospitability means you must accept people, you must entertain people. People come to your house. People, your house become like a house for everybody. You cannot be a pastor and say, as for me, it's me and my wife and my children. It means you are not hospitable. Then don't become a pastor. This is qualification. So this is part of the cost you must count. That is why the Bible has put it clearly. When you say we come to be a pastor, what did you, were you thinking? <laughs> that you preach to your people, you tell them what to do, you collect their offerings and their tithe for God, and you say, after that, say, don't come to me. You are joking. That is not, the main thing is the fellowship, the relationship. People come and eat your food. Your chicken that you bought that you want to eat it for a week, you must cook it because ah, you bought it just for you and your husband. And so two or three times what? You bought tennis in a five days in a week. And eight people have come. You must cook all. You must be hospitable. You don't drink Coca-Cola. But they drink Coca-Cola, so you have to buy Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah. Hospitable host guests with the church. Amen. It's this. That's, it's in the Bible. You must be. Say must be. So when you see people who claim to be a pastor prophet, and every member is a suspect, nobody know where they stay, nobody know their family, nobody know. They are not pastors. Mm -hmm. let, let me be honest, you can be a prophet and not a pastor, just like you can be a pastor and not a prophet. Mm -hmm. It's just that everybody can open the Bible and teach something. Many prophets who are not pastors are doing the work of the pastors. But if you know their qualification, nobody know anything about you. When you come, it's like you are just coming straight from Mount Zion. You don't have any record. It's like you there, you are not part of the real world. You are not a pastor. Maybe you're a prophet. Yeah. Because every pastor must be natural, hospitable. You see, real people have real problems and real people have real story. Mm -hmm. Whatever you are, whatever your background, there are 10 stories that at least you have to. Yeah. yeah. Because this 10 story, at least everybody will have to. Yeah. Because we are real people. Yeah. And Christ came for real people. And what was the next qualification? Able to teach. A pastor must be able to teach. Many pastors cannot teach. Note, he didn't say preach. He said teach. If you cannot teach, you are not ready yet. Because what is the command? Go teaching them all that have commanded you. And many pastors can't teach. It, it, it is the worst thing. Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Say, if you love me, what? Feed my sheep. That is teaching. So you must be able to teach. You must learn to teach. You must, what you've been taught, you say, take it and commit it. Or you should also what? Teach it. Because matter of fact, if you can't teach, then you are no good. So you see pastors who can't teach. I've come across many pastors who can't teach. It's different from preaching. Teaching is word upon word. Precept upon precept. The Bible question, the Bible answering, the why, how, who, what, subject after subject. Why should a pastor be arguing over baptism? It means he can't teach. Why should a pastor not know about the Holy Spirit? It means he can't teach because it's clearly in the Bible. Why should a pastor debate about speaking in tongues? He can't teach. You see, if we should obey this, 
pastors will be what? Pastors. The problem we have in the church is not God at all. It is us. The standard is so low. And if the standard is low, this is what you get. These are the qualities, things you get. We have to be here. And we are here. And we are expecting things of here. No. Have you seen anyone who, a doctor who hasn't gone to maybe surgery school, who can perform surgery? No. So you go to normal GP and want to do surgery, he can't do it. <laughs> because if you want to be a surgeon, after doctrine, you go higher yeah. to learn how to do what? Yeah. A surgeon. Amen. Yeah. And he went on to say that a pastor must not give in to what? Drunkenness. Wine, drunkenness. Alcohol should be far from you. It should be far from you. The church is that alcohol, the pastor, that is what they celebrate with. This disqualified them. I didn't say that. Please. It's the word. I am preaching the word. Okay. Now he went on to say, he said, what's the next thing? Be gentle, not violent, but gentle. He said, a pastor must be what? Gentle and not what? Violent. violent. Gentleness is key. The Holy Spirit is gentle. You cannot say you're a pastor and you are wild. You dress just like when you were in the world, when you were wild. You dress like the wild people. Your makeup, your dressing, your choice of clothes. Men, I see pastor, even the haircut. Wild, no. Say you must be what? Gentle. It speaks. You don't know what. Every profession and why they dress the way. Do you know why pilots, um, military pilots, they, they wear overall? There's a reason. There's a reason. Because they, they are expected that with their spirit setting, they might need to eject. And their garment must have nothing that could hold on. Because mm. just a one click. Mm. There are reason. Do you know why mechanics were overall? There is a reason. Do you know why when you are working on construction site, your foot has to be a steel cap? Because if anything is falling, natural instinct, if your leg, your feet, you use. So if your feet is not protected, just a matter of time, you crash your feet. That's why it is demanded that you, have, that you must wear a metal nail cap boot. You, if anything is falling, it's in instant. Like, so there are reasons. Amen. So he said you are to be what? Gentle. And not a striker. Other versions say not a striker. And he also said, and there's a, another important one. You must be greedy or filthy looking. Meaning you shouldn't love what? Money. Didn't he say it? Yeah. yeah. So when you're a pastor, you cannot be a lover of money. You cannot love money. The pastoral work is not for money. The pastoral work is not to make millionaires and billionaires. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So when you love money and you become a pastor, you will commit all sorts of evil. You only do what you want will bring money. Everything will be money. Note, he didn't say do not be rich. He didn't say do not prosper. He didn't say do not be successful. He didn't say do not accept money. Because money doeth all things. But he said do not love money. It's different from love money. You see, people who love money, because of money, they will betray you. Because of money, they will break faith with you. Because of the money, the person who came today is the favorite. Because of the money, everything, that is the love of money. So it's not talking about rich. Because the Bible says, I'll prosper you. But you see, you can't love money. That's why when somebody says, I'm a pastor, and money is his key, his secular work is his key, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's joking. So when you say you're a pastor, you don't pay tight. You are filled. You are stealing God. Mm. 
is the greatest sign that you love money. Jesus said, you cannot serve man and money. So tithing is one of the ways saying that you, you are my pastor, uh, you are my uh, God. And if you don't tithe, one of the ways saying that this is my God. So like a pastor who doesn't tithe, and you hear pastors debating about tithing. Because the Bible says if you don't tithe, you're a thief. So why, why will you steal money from God, your God who has called you? You love money. That is why we don't, pastors don't, a lot of us, we don't do evangelism. We don't have crusade. Because you see, crusade evangelism takes money. It doesn't bring money. It takes money. That's Jesus' answer campaign. If I tell you the money we spend, most of you have no idea. You have no idea. You, you, you won't have idea. Like praying the Psalms book. Every day when we go, that book gets finished. Yeah. Every day, praying the Psalms book gets finished. Yeah. Every day, all the books. And we keep all those things free. You see? Because when you love money, it, if you're equipment, you won't buy equipment. You won't buy quality equipment for God. You become cheap. You want the money for yourself. You begin to take the church's money. If you love money, you will not separate your money as a pastor from the church money. The church money is not your money. The church is the body of Christ. You are totally different from the church. But the love of money will make you dip your hands. So there are many churches that God has blessed them. But the church is poor because the pastor loves money. Because when you love money, you steal money. You take God's money. You will take God's money. The money that is meant for God, you take it. See? Sometimes people give me money. And sometimes when they give me money, sometimes it is clear. They, they tell you, I'm giving the money for God. I'm giving to Jesus Dance Our Campaign. Sometimes it is clear. They tell me, I'm giving you this money. You, I'm giving you this offering. God said I should give you this money. And sometimes too, they are not clear. You don't know whether they are giving you the money or they are giving something. They say, oh, I, I want to give you an offering. Then they give money. And you still give me an offering. So is it for me or for God? You see, with me, when it is not clear, I always give it to God. I always. See, not long ago, the lady is a member of the church. She called me. She said, her sister, I've never met. So my sister wants to give you a little offering. So she has sent me the money. So I put, I will send the money to you into the church account. I said, okay. I checked the money, 1200 But her sister said, a little offering. He didn't say give you. See, he didn't to say for the church. I don't want trouble. I said, okay, God, it's for you. You see, but if you love money, you will take all the money that is for the church. And so you eat the rent and always begging for rent. Meanwhile, God has provided rent already. You see, that is why when you are working for God, we intentionally take money out. If you won't work for God free, you don't qualify to be a pastor. Every pastor who is a pastor started working for God, not expecting money. Because money is the root of all evil. Many of the churches that are broken, you go into, you go into it. Underneath it is because of money issue. Yeah. So if you're a pastor, the Bible says you cannot be, what does your version say? But my version is the scary. Because your, your own said, but look at my version, not greedy. Or filthy lucrative. Greedy. So to love money is to be greedy of this filthy thing. Yeah. Yeah. God is real. He can take care of you. And he said, a pastor must be what? Patient. 
isn't it? Yeah. A pastor must not be quarrelsome, isn't it? Yeah. And now you hear pastors fighting <laughs> each other in public, plainly. Hey, I didn't say to the qualification, a pastor must not be quarrelsome. Matter of fact, mind your own business, the way God has given you. Say, a pastor must not be what? Quarrelsome. And also say, a pastor must not be what? Covetous. What does covetous mean? You must not want what someone has. Uh, the member has a nice car. You are, you are praying that God should let the member dash you the car. That is covetousness. Because you want what the person has. Yeah, you can want some of the car, but not what the person has. Hey, you go, you see someone's church, then you are praying, God. Let us buy this church. That is covetousness. It's someone's church. You have to pray that God let this church establish forever. But give us a church like this somewhere. You go to someone's church. You meet a Christian. Say it's in someone's church. You want that member. You want that keyboardist. That is covetousness. You want someone's keyboardist. You want someone's member. A pastor shouldn't do that. Jesus did not call you to go to church and church and snatch people. He called you to go and win the lost and the scattered. So this is covetousness. So a pastor should not covet things. Shouldn't. You shouldn't like and want what people have. You can, yes, want and like the things that people have some, but not them, what they have. Not what they have. So... When you look at this, I don't want to go into it, but many pastors are covetous. 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 Next one. Must manage his own family well. Mm -hmm. So a pastor, you must rule your house. Because you are going to rule different, every family is a house. So how come you cannot tell your family what to do, but you want to tell other families what to do. Yeah. Even then, you don't have the spiritual authority right authority over them. You just have the authority, spiritual authority of a pastor. So it's a key that you have your house in control. All this qualification, why the Bible puts so that before, once you know you've been caught or you desire or you're appointed as a pastor, you make your sure you work on yourself to meet these qualifications before you become. Other than that, don't become. It will rather worry you. It will shut your mouth. You can't preach a lot of things. Or you'll be a pastor and it's like nothing. A driver who can't drive. A pilot who can't fly a plane. Can't you see? It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, it is. There are a lot of us are like that now. Amen. It shouldn't be like that, but it's pride and selfishness and lack of knowledge that causes it to be like that. The Bible says God is not respectable of person. So whenever you think you are different, you are kidding. You are joking. You are deceiving yourself. Amen. Then what did he say? He Must be able to what? Rule his own what? Children what? And family. Amen. Similar to what? And also say the pastor must not be a new convert, meaning he mustn't be what? A novice. So people become born again today, within a year, they want to be a pastor. It doesn't work like that. There is a training that God will pick you through. Mm -hmm. There is testing that God will allow 
the man of God you are under to test you. You see, you can be called from a room as a prophet. Yes. But you can never be called from a room as a pastor. When you are a pastor, you go through. Because, you see, a prophet is not necessary among the people. But a pastor, the Bible defines a pastor as one of the people among the people. So you must go through the people and the people must accept you and the people must see you being ordained. Amen. Amen. So that's why I said you shouldn't be a novice, a new what? Beginner. And I said pride will set in or when you want to is pride. So people join church today and uh, I want to be a pastor of the church. We don't even know you. We don't know you. Yeah, you are anointed. You have the Holy Spirit. But we don't know your character. There are things that only time tells. Allow time to tell. We don't even know your intention. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Because listen, apart from the things that God will tell you, there are things too that only time tells. Yeah. And that one, only time will tell you. Yeah. We can't force God's hand to tell you. Amen. Amen. So yes, you've been called as a pastor. But time will come. God himself, when the time is due. Because sometimes, will you be in agreement with us? Will you? Because there are so many ways people do their thing. Before you pastor a church, before you become a pastor of the church, you must be in total agreement with the leadership and the church. <laughs> Other than that, you become a thorn, you become a Judas. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And he said, moreover, this is very key, the pastor must have a good report of them which are without. Meaning, a pastor, not only in the Christian, the worldly people, when they look at you, you must have a good report. How did your version put it? A good reputation. Reputation. So report is the same as reputation, but the reputation is clearer. So what is your reputation? Yes, we all had history. Note, had history. But once you become born again, the history must go. Matter of fact, if you had history and you truly become a born again, when you become pastor, it has to, that is even for advantage. Because everyone could clearly tell that now, now, you are not like. So a pastor must have a good word, reputation, with your neighbors, in your community, in your goings, in your coming, among the members. It is a requirement. It is a qualification. It is needful. This is the Bible. This is the word of God. He said, this is a true thing. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good word. A bishop must be, must, must, must. The word there, must, not should. Must is a must. A must. A must. A must. You can never, ever, ever be a teacher in United Kingdom if you don't have a degree. If you want to be a teacher, you must have a degree. That is the minimum. If a teacher is watching, I'm wrong, let me know. <laughs> that is the minimum. Or because or you go to teacher training three years, which is equivalent, which is a degree in what? Education anyway. Must, must have. So these are some of the qualification for being what? A pastor. And we as members, we must be aware and appreciate this. Your Bible, I've wondered about your Bible. He said a pastor must drive the latest Benz and wear suits. He no. didn't say that. <laughs> a pastor must prophesy. No way. He didn't say that. You don't need to be a pastor to prophesy. Every, or don't get me wrong. Normal Christian must be able to prophesy. Yeah. You don't need to be a pastor. Those things are basic. 
But how come now that is what we, that is now what we used to indicate who is a man of God and who is not a man of God? You see where our problem is? So now when a magician come and begin to prophesy and say, I'm a pastor, hey, he's a pastor. Then now when he magic us, we say pastors. But we chose a magician. Jesus said, you know them by their fruit. So look at Exodus. We are still looking at the qualification for a pastor. Exodus chapter 18, 21 to 22. Because the Bible says the last the knowledge will abound. So from now going, there's going to be an increase in knowledge. As you can see already, everybody now has a radio station. Everybody now has a TV station. Everybody now has a production company, isn't it? Everybody has camera. They are able to video, send WhatsApp to everyone, broadcast on Facebook. What is the truth? Everybody saying everything. So now, this never than ever, we need the word. Word to word. Ditto, ditto, ditto. One day I pray that I will be able, the church will grow and mature in the spirit. I will stand here and I will just read scripture to scripture. Scripture to scripture and it's enough that I won't need to explain. I pray for that. Amen. Yeah. Scripture to scripture. So as I've come, we read like hundred scriptures. And each scripture you understand, I don't need to explain. Yeah. Please read it for me. Exodus 18, 21 to 22. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Exodus 18, 21 to 22. Mm -hmm. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men, who hates this honest thing, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them serve as judges for the people at all times, but let them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. To 22. Yes. Amen. That, amen. So this is Moses. When he couldn't, Moses couldn't do the job. And God asked him to bring what? People that will assist him in doing the job. So Moses, in this respect, was the leader, the head, what? Pastor. And there were, he was to bring people, he was to choose people as assisting what? Pastors. Amen. And this is the qualification God gave him. But note, every pastor is a leader. Because every pastor, you are above the ordinary member. You are leading. Whether you are assisting pastor, whatever category, you are a leader. You are a judge. You will counsel people. People will come. So this is a qualification. So what was the qualification? You say choose what? Keepable what? Men. You must be keepable. Why appoint a person who is not keepable? From the small qualification we've read, if a person can't teach you, why make him a pastor? Is he keepable? The person's house is not in order. Why make her a pastor? Is she capable according to the qualification? Yeah, the person is very good, very gifted. But he loves money. And yet you are making him pastor. So he said, keepable. No, to God told him that he should go and choose keepable what? Because he, God knows that he knows the qualification. And what again did he say? People who fear God. The pastor is a man of God. So if a pastor doesn't fear God, why should he become a pastor? Why should you have him as a pastor? Why should you make him a pastor? No, listen. 
the pastor is to serve God and he doesn't fear the God he's serving. Yeah. Many of them, if you look at the way we talk, we behave like God does not exist. If someone claims to be a pastor and his life, his words, doesn't give honor, fear to God, it's questionable. Yeah. So he said, not only men who are capable, but they fear God. If you fear God, you will not steal his money. If you fear God, you cannot covet. If you fear God, you will make sure you obey him. If you see, if you fear God, you won't need to see people to do what you need to do. Because, you see, you fear God. And what again did he say? Trustworthy men who hate dishonesty. He has repeated it. A pastor must be trustworthy. He must be trusted. That is why we cannot afford certain things, especially even if you are closer to a pastor, we cannot afford that you will have certain lifestyle. We can't trust you. It's not, it's not what you say, it's what we see. We can't trust you. So a pastor must be trustworthy. It's not a matter of, we don't know your heart. God knows your heart. We, we don't know your heart. We must trust you by your action over the years. Over the years, a pastor must be trustworthy. And what again? There was one before trustworthy, please. Uh, yeah, trustworthy. And who hates dishonest gain? Who hates dishonest gain? Mm -hmm. It's connected to money. Yeah. The person hates dishonest gain. Mm -hmm. Because when how people are, they will do the same with you. The only difference is you are not in that position yet. Mm -hmm. But if you go into that position, they will treat you unless they change. So these are extra forward qualifications for a pastor. If you want to be a pastor of a church, if you want to be a pastor of God, you have to be capable of being a pastor. You must be trustworthy. You must hate this honest word. Again, you see sometimes, ah, you make sure you choose the right pastor. You make sure you qualify, you become capable as you are being ordained or appointed or being called into the pastoralship. Amen. Let's fight for that in our church. Amen. It's better to have two pastors who are true pastors than to have 20 pastors who are not. Amen. Then we better join the cricket club. Because <laughs> that place will get beer, stellatoire. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. No, what was the point of going to church and the blessing of the church is not there? Yeah. It's just like going to a football stadium and there's no match. Yeah. It's waste of time. It's waste of time. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Look at Acts chapter 1. We are still looking at the qualities of a pastor. Acts chapter 1 verse 11 to 26. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 1, 11 to 26. Yeah. Men of Galilee, they mm -hmm. said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Mm -hmm. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter We started reading from the beginning so that you will understand in context. So that when he begins to show the qualities, you understand. Amen. Amen. Okay, continue. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, 
James, son of Alphaeus and Simon. Acts chapter 11. You are you reading from the 11? Mr. Acha, chapter one, one verse eleven. eleven. Yeah, okay. When we need to beg, you see, 
that when we started the church, even I remember our communion set, we split it into three. One was like 80 something, that, that was like 70 something. Or we have to raise funds to buy it. You see, when the church was like that, when you come to church and only three people sitting, yeah, they are truly part of the church. Mm -hmm. Because when the church is big, many will come. All they want is a platform, mm -hmm. not the church. They just want a platform. But that is when, if I forget, you remember that ideally one who has been from the beginning, who is one of us, you know, all the way from John what baptism. In other words, when Jesus was not, when the signs and wonders has not what started. Yeah. All the way. Amen. Amen. So it's an important. So now many pastors to have scattered. Because they don't want to be part of a church and grow. They are looking for churches that are already established. And when they go. And what they don't know that many of the pastors also know this. Amen. Many know this. Yeah. Like a man. No matter what trying. The woman who suffer with you. Enjoy life with that woman. Amen. Okay. Second Timothy. Chapter 2. 24 to 25. There are qualities there for us. Of a pastor Amen. today, that's all we are looking for. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 to 25. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gentle. Hold on, there is different. I know that we've read to be able to teach, yeah. we've read not to be what quarrelsome, but I say you must not be resentful. Yeah. Because, you see, it is easier for the member's action to make you resentful. What is resentful? You are in it, but you are not really into it. Mm. You've withdrawn back. Now you don't contribute again. When we are all talking, you don't speak because of whatever reason. You see, now you don't flow. It's like you come to church, you come after church, you are gone. You, you become resentful. A pastor, you shouldn't resent, be resentful. Because no matter how stubborn our children is, no matter how they deal with us, we are never resentful mm -hmm. towards them. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the same for a pastor. You cannot. So he said, a man of God mustn't be what? Resentful. Bishop Dr. Keyword Mills, church meetings. If you're a pastor and you don't talk, you don't contribute, he, he stops you from attending church meetings. Because see, we all have opinion. <laughs> when people because when people become resentful, the first thing is, they, they don't contribute mm -hmm. or they, they become partial. Mm -hmm. A pastor shouldn't. You shouldn't. People will hurt you. People will make you bitter. But you must override it. Mm -hmm. When you become resentful, you are failed. Mm -hmm. You can just as you cannot be resentful over your children. It's the same with God. Mm -hmm. Children. Because you were called to come and oversee his children. Mm -hmm. Say, love them as your own. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you see, prophet, they are resentful, blah, blah. Because they are prophets, they are not pastors. You see, believe me, eh, a prophet is not necessarily a pastor. Just like it's a pastor necessarily a prophet. No, no, no. So why is it that every prophet wants to be a pastor? He gave gift to men, to some. He gave pastors, apostles. Is every evangelist a prophet? No. So is every prophet an evangelist? No, no. I'm just saying this. I'm bringing that to make it clear to us that a pastor is a pastor. It's a category on its own. He's the shepherd. Among the five, he is the shepherd. He is the only one that have the staff and the rod. Mm -hmm. The sheep are led by the staff and the rod. Mm -hmm. That's 
that staff and rod, they comfort me. Mm. The good shepherd go ahead of the sheep. The prophet doesn't have the staff and the rod. The evangelist doesn't have the staff and the rod. The teacher doesn't have the staff and the rod. Yes, the apostle does because he operates in the fourfold. The apostle is the thumb. He's able to touch all the four. Mm. So don't take the pastor for granted. Mm. He has the staff. Unless he's not a pastor. And the rod. So the pastor most often will not say, I see, I hear. But he'll be telling what to do. Do it like this. Save this money. Buy the house. Stop it. When he touches you, say, okay. It looks simple. It looks vain. It looks unanointed. But it's the rod. The rod is for direction. The staff to make way. The good shepherds. The Jesus said, the good shepherd, go ahead of the sheep. And make way for the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. What does the shepherd do? He leaded me in path of righteousness. He leaded me into still waters, to greener pastures. That is the pastor. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he gave this shepherd office to men for the saints. So it looks simple. The pastor will say, don't say that word. Be cool. Be this. It looks simple. It looks simple. But that is the rod and the staff. It is powerful than I see a witch and I see a hawk on your shoulder. Even though that also has its place. But we take the pastor for granted. So we are losing out because, you see, you cannot have what you don't receive. You can't have what you don't receive. You can't have it till you receive it. A typical pastor, if is me, I'm an apostle, so I operate in order for food. But a typical pastor who is just a pastor, you, you you think the person is too quiet because apart from preaching and teaching, you won't really see it. Of course, gifts, you don't need to be a pastor to have spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So the person can have spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. But in the way the person will pray, oh, you even be sitting in your house, eating in your house as if a common person. But it's because he's a pastor. It's because he's a pastor. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So what was it? He said the pastor, so Mazin be what? Um, what led me to this? There was one different one. Amen. Shouldn't withdraw himself, isn't it? Should not what? Resentful. Resentful. Because when you become resentful, you what? You withdraw what? Yourself. Is that it? Yes. Amen. There's another qualification for pastors. Titus chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. Five to nine. So when you say me, I don't like people. Me, I don't like people. You can't be a pastor. <laughs> because the person that that day, yes, was very rude. Now when you see her, you don't mind. You become resentful. You can't be a pastor. It's not, it's not, it's a work. Oh. You see, that's why a pastor, one of the first things you must die to self. You must mean nothing. Even people closer to you, either your family or they would rather even prepare you first. Yeah. Yeah. Read this with Titus chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. Amen. Amen. Titus chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. Mm -hmm. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. So note, this is not a deacon, this is not a servant. This is not um, an overseer. This is an elder. 
But note, an elder is a leader. A pastor is a leader. You are leading the flocks of the sheep. Please, you understand. So yeah. this is a qualification also for what? Pastors. Because you are a leader. Uh -huh. An elder must be blameless, faithful. Not the word. No, must. Must means it's a qualification. You must have it. It's a must. We've already seen the blameless. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Faithful to his wife. A mm -hmm. man whose children believe and mm -hmm. are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Mm -hmm. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, mm -hmm. not overbearing, mm -hmm. not quick-tempered. Not over what? Bear me, not self-willed. Mm -hmm. That, that is why we are reading this because this wasn't in not this was not in the other con yeah. so a pastor you lose your will self will me say like imagine me as a pastor and i still i'm still fighting for my entrepreneurship he said you mustn't be selfish it is no more your will mm -hmm. it has to be god's will completely dead because you don't you see you don't understand that you're a pastor if you do understand what it means to be a partner your greatest prayer is that you work for God all the time. You will not have any career in mind. The only reason why we work is so because when the church starts, many the church can't take care of you. So wisdom will teach you to work in order to be a pastor. It's different to what work to, for you to live. So this time the work you are doing is to so that you can become and remain that pastor because without it you cannot be the pastor that is why we work just enough to keep us going every now and then i do some job even this corona season i've worked yeah i went to work at the corona hospital i was there you don't know uh -huh. <laughs> yeah one time jim four called me they said oh, we have some job for here the corona hospital we'll pay you 15 hours you work 12 hours, you take break 6 hours. We still pay for the break. I went to work. I went. They call me another time. They say, oh, come. It's a Tuesday. We give you 30 pounds an hour. I say, I can't come. I'm a pastor. Tuesday, I have service. You see, because the work I was doing, not for money, it was to help me to become a pastor. So I can't go Tuesday. Take your 30 pounds an hour. It's true thing I'm telling you. You see, you, you, you lose your will. You lose your will. Because, you see, it's a job. It's work. It entails more. You have no idea. Even the mental capacity, the planning, the thinking. Because see, one slight mistake can set the church people's back. One wrong counsel can lead to a lot of complication in people's life. That's how, that's the nature of responsibility. You see, we must be aware of these things. And choose wise and value good and great pastors, true pastors. Amen. So he said, a pastor must not be self what willed. Mm -hmm. Continue for me. Um, not bear. Uh, sorry. Um, reproach to us. It must not. You can continue. Where were you? And not open to charge of being wild mm -hmm. and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's house, he mm -hmm. must be blameless, not overbearing, mm -hmm. not quick-tempered, not giving... Not quick-tempered, meaning you must learn to exercise. Because people will offend you. Mm -hmm. Some of the way people will behave, eh? Mm -hmm. But don't be quick-tempered. Override it. You must train yourself. More grace. Other than that, you destroy your own ministry. That was what brought Moses down. What caused Moses not to see the promised land was he was quick-tempered. 
because he was offended at the people. The people worry him. And when God says, speak to the rock, he hits the rock. Mm. And when it was time, God said, I told you to speak the rock. Mm. And you hit the rock. And listen to what he said, by doing that, you, 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 you insulted me before my people. So he said, you will not see it. There was a portion, a portion of that scripture that I read that I wept. Because Moses was telling them, he said, I prayed to God several times that he should allow me to go. But he said, I shouldn't even mention that issue again. So I should go and sit on top of the mountain and he would, I will see the land. Yeah. So God told him, don't bring that case up again. It is closed. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes the way a member will behave, you can react with you. You are right and rightful to react. But they will give certain impression. Yeah. And then to the enemy can easily tempt you. So, so don't be quick tempted. And help continue. Mm -hmm. um, not giving to drunkenness. We've seen that one. Mm -hmm. Not violence. You cannot be a pastor and be violent. Mm -hmm. Remember that you have to be gentle. Yes. Uh -huh. Not pursuing dishonest gain. You cannot pursue dishonest gain. Mm -hmm. Pastor stealing. Hey. Mm -hmm. Pastors cheating the system. You mm -hmm. cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Uh-huh. Rather he must be hospitable. We've already seen that. Uh -huh. One who loves what is good. A pastor must like what is good. Yeah. A pastor must like what is good. Even if even your wife is wrong, she is wrong. Mm -hmm. Even if the person you don't like is doing good, what she did is good, she is good. You must like what is good. If you don't like what is good, you don't qualify. Even whoever, you must like what is good. You must appreciate, applause, celebrate what is good, and look down on what is bad. If you are to like what is good, then it means you are to hate what is what? Bad. That's why I mean, I won't flatter, I'll be quiet. Yeah, the worst is I won't say anything. But if I have to speak, I will speak. And I always choose the good. I will always choose the good, irrespective of who you are. Yeah. You must like what is good. Uh -huh. Qualification of a pastor. Who is self-controlled? Mm -hmm. We've seen that one. Upright. 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 A pastor must be upright. Other versions say just. You must be upright. Upright is more of God, meaning a pastor, you must be in obedience to the word of God. Other versions use the word just. You cannot be upright before man. We are upright before God. Mm -hmm. Just before God. Yeah. You must be able to say, God, today to peg me yeah. in your heart. You feel free. There's nothing on you. You must be able to say, as Jesus said, Satan cometh and he finds nothing yeah. in me. Mm -hmm. You must be clear, upright. Mm -hmm. So when you say, yeah, Pastor, you are living, say, I have witness, you are far from being upright. <laughs> you are Pastor, you are living in sin, you feel. You must be upright. Uh -huh. Holy and disciplined. A pastor must be holy. What separates you from all the members is you be set apart. That is holiness. So a lot of good things, they are good, but you a pastor, you cannot be involved. Because you've been set apart. You must remain, to be holy means to remain set apart. Yeah. I don't have secular friends. I don't. I don't. Not like I don't have secular friends. 
sometimes feel lonely yes because sometimes I just want that friend but I don't have some I, I did not intentionally decide or, or, or choose not to have sexual friend but as I follow God as I allow myself to be set apart as I allow myself to be this thing I rather I've become a lonely or a loner sorry and I'm okay I'm all happy my wife has circular friends, my children have circular friends. They are not pastors. Some, many of the time they'll go to parties, I don't go. They go, I'll sit at home, they'll go. They'll go and come at 11 p.m. By the time they come there, I'm there. I'm not moody, I'm happy. I'm, I don't even notice the time. Yeah. Because there are things to do. There are things to do. Yeah. So a pastor, this, this, is, this is the job. A pastor must be just and must be what? Holy. No, no, listen. Many of you go to holidays and you don't need to explain yourself. But when Boris Johnson go for, recently he had a kid because someone paid for his holiday and it was a problem. But if you someone paid for your holiday, it's not a problem. Why? Because of his level, he can easily be bribed. So we must make sure he should know he cannot accept unnecessary what? Gift. Because we are counting on him. Aha. Uh -huh. So a pastor must be what? Holy and just. Other versions say devote. Mm -hmm. Devote. Devoted to your core and the people. Yeah. yeah. And what again? He must hold firmly to the trustworthy. Before that, the same, a pastor must be self-controlled. Yeah. You must be disciplined. Another word for self-control. Mm -hmm. You cannot be a pastor and be in this. It takes, listen. You see, many people are ignorant. If you know, you see, if you are not disciplined, you cannot be a pastor. Because, see, if you are not disciplined, you cannot manage your own time. Many people are indisciplined. They can't manage their own time. The only reason they go to work is they have to. If they don't go, they are manager. But if they are left by themselves, they will end up doing nothing. So when you see a pastor who is doing well, it tells you how well disciplined he is. For you yourself to wake up at dawn, for you yourself to continue work whilst you are tired, it takes a lot of discipline yeah. for you yourself to be broke and God have money and not touch the money because it is not your money. Yeah. It's to discipline. For yourself to need a car, by buying a car for church, it takes discipline. Yeah. So a pastor must be disciplined. Yeah. To respect people, to value people, to understand that people have issues, it takes discipline. Yeah. To know that you must say this to this person, but hold on peaceful time at the right time. Yeah. It takes discipline. Yeah. Or to know that well, this is what I want to say, but I rather pray that this happens so that it takes discipline. Mm -hmm. To fast, it takes discipline. Yeah. To be a man of your word, it takes discipline. Yeah. To persist, it takes discipline. Mm -hmm. And no, it takes self-discipline. Yeah. yeah. Continue. Mm -hmm. So when you notice there now, you hear certain people making certain comments. Mm -hmm. By this, make the judgment. I'm not saying be accusers. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying judge. But knowledge is power. If Jesus said, for the lack of knowledge, my people will perish. What does it mean? If you don't lack knowledge, what it means that it strengthens you, it establishes you, isn't it? So knowledge is power. Yeah. Please read it. Continue. He must hold firmly to the, the trustworthy message as it has been taught. He must hold firmly to the word of God. He must hold fast. To the word of God. Meaning a pastor, the word of God must be your everything. You must speak it. You must defend it. You must war with it. You must die for it. That is hold firmly. Amen. You're preaching. Amen. Wow. 
You shouldn't be afraid to offend people by the way. That's a pastor. That is a quality of a pastor. Because when you put this word of God aside, you a pastor, you are not, you don't exist. So when the pastor, now you go to church, they never preach. They never preach. They come and talk. They say a lot of nice things. Where is the word of God they are holding for me? Please continue. We are looking at qualities of a pastor. Continue. Message as it has been told, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Amen. A pastor must refute those who oppose other versions, yeah. those who contradict the word of yeah. God. Yeah. If you are with me in Jesus' answer campaign, I'm always refuting. Because people come, even this Thursday, a lady came, she was trying to teach me. Not like I'm not being arrogant, but I see you remember I'm a pastor. We are next trying to teach a doctor. No way. No, it's, so it's arrogant. And teach me wrongly to make matters worse. <laughs> you see, to make matters worse. Now listen, he said, I don't need to go to church. I'm a church. The Bible says I'm a church. I said, no. The Bible says you are a temple. You are not a church. The Bible says the church is the body of Christ. So the temples make up a church. Yeah. You must be able to. Because I tell you, they twisted the word of God, messed it up badly. That's why I said you must be able to teach. Yeah. If you can't teach, how will you be able to refute people yeah. who contradict the word of God? You see why the Bible says not many of you should like. It's, it's work. It's not a suit, though. No. All this lockdown, I have been rested, though. Because I still have to prepare fully. Yeah. Just as I prepare. It's work. Mm. It comes with responsibility. Mm. This is why there are so many pastors that have problems and challenges. Because they are not pastors. Mm. It's not a title. Mm. It's not a title. It's not a look good thing. It's not a feel good thing. Mm. I never regret being a pastor. No. Amen. I never. But if maybe I was to choose, I wouldn't have chosen. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I look back, I don't know how come, how I've got here. I don't have a plan. You see, it is the call. Sometimes I feel like there's a rope on my neck, and there's God is in front of me and just pulling the rope. Mm. I have no choice. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I'm just saying, it is work. It is reward work. work. Amen. Amen. Another last scripture on the qualification of a pastor. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 13. 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 Mm -hmm. Of choose mm -hmm. someone wise, mm -hmm. understanding and respected men from each of your tribes, and I will set them over you. Amen. 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 So a pastor mm. must be, you see, you are saying that people, they should choose to be set, to lead them. Mm. And as I've explained, a pastor leads in the church. Mm. So he said, uh, the person, must, they, we must choose someone who is what? Wise. Wise and what? Understanding. We've already seen respect. Yeah. So a pastor must be wise mm. and full of understanding. Don't choose a foolish pastor. If your pastor is not wise and full of understanding, you are in trouble. Wisdom that comes from above. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bible says that wisdom is pure. Mm -hmm. And 
who has understanding about life. Many prophets don't have understanding about life. All they can tell you is, I see, I hear, God sees. That's all. But a pastor has understanding of life. He knows how the system works. He knows how the finances are. So he will counsel you. He will tell you how, what matters, what to do. You think he's not spiritual, but that is the office. That is the grace. So he said, those who are wise and have what? Understanding. If you go by the word, you will see the glory of God. If our teachers in the school that teaches our children, our teachers, our children will be taught that. And they will know. But if they are not teachers and they are dead, our children will finish and they know nothing. It's the same in the church. It's the same in the kingdom of God. If our pastors are pastors, you cannot force where pastors should be. But you can make sure you choose the right pastor. You can make sure you stick to the right pastor. You can make sure you demand the right qualification from your pastor. I don't know what this word of God has taught you. I want you to lift up your voice and just begin to pray regarding this subject. And as you pray, pray for me as your pastor. And pray for me as a pastor. And if you know any pastor, you can pray for them. And among other things, pray that may pastors become pastors. That may all pastors that God has called or have been appointed and by the hand of God through his servant uh, meet this qualification. Uh, we believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's Word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.